What? Did you not just watch the silly song? Wait, sing it again. Pepino Ballery. Pepino Ballery. Pepino Ballery. Bye, Pepino Bye. Welcome back to Thanks for Participating, the hit podcast where we explore all of our new favorite things. I'm your host, Josh, and joining me in the studio is a special guest, Sydney. Also your co-host. Also my wife. That too. Who lives in the place where we are recording. The basement. (laughs) Yes. Yes. All right. Well, this show is all about us sharing our experiences as a married couple, and things that we introduce to each other. Yeah, so maybe say a movie, for example, that you've seen that I haven't, and then you show it to me, and then we make a podcast episode about it. Maybe it's some music. Maybe it's a TV show. Maybe it's an activity that we try to do together. You or never know. Or a place. Know. Or a place to go. To go. Who knows? I feel like the sky's the limit. Yeah. We've got some pieces of business that we need to take care of before we get into the episode. First of all, we've had a few questions. And we will be releasing podcasts every other Wednesday from here on out due to the fact that we are both busy college students. That is right. Also, stay tuned for our next episode because it will be a special holiday episode. Just hear those sleigh bells jingling, 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 Come on, it's lovely weather for us. Are we allowed to sing that on there? You. Probably not. <laughs> Oops. But Ella Fitzgerald is queen. That's all. All right. Also, Some news. Thanks for participating is currently available on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and Amazon Music slash Audible. And it's pending approval on several additional platforms. So whichever platforms you use, whichever apps are most convenient for you, you'll probably be able to find it on there. If not, you'll be able to find our show there in the near future. Yes, and be sure to follow us on social media for fun promotions and surprises in the future. Yeah, we are on Instagram, we're on Twitter, we have a Gmail. We're kind of on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) We're hopefully, we are on Twitter. We have one follower, so. Wait, I think we have more now, but anyway. Well, we will be better at posting on Twitter. That is our bad. Anyway, let's get to some shout-outs. Last week, after our episode, we received another fan mail from Tristan. This goes out to you, Tristan. He said, Hey, Josh and Sydney, long time no see. I love the podcast. I just watched a few episodes of The Office for the first time last month, and it was so funny. Thanks for the podcast. I'll definitely be recommending it. I'll definitely be recommending it to my friends. Thanks, Tristan. Thanks for listening. We love you. Thanks for reaching out. You're the best. Thanks for sharing it with your friends. We would love it if all of our listeners shared it with a friend. No pressure, but I double dog dare you to. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was Josh King of the double dog dares. That was that was in a past lifetime, babe. <laughs> I know, I can't get you to do it anymore, but you did some pretty <laughs> wild things from what I've heard. Yeah. Also, last week, we received a piece, of, a very, very fine piece of fan art from one Melanie. And we'll, we'll see if we can put this uh, picture in the show notes or something or, or link to it. But I'll just describe it for you listeners. There appears to be two stick figures uh, on the paper. One of them has glasses and spiky hair. And there's a caption that says Josh's Dwight glasses. If you remember from last episode where I had the glasses that ended up looking like Dwight Schrute. And another one has No glasses, but long, swooshy hair. And the caption says, Sid's pink scrunchie she left at our house. Which I did leave at her house, but I now have it at mine. Nice. And I wore it a couple days ago. Oh, this is is important. In between the two stick figures, there's a stick microphone. Oh, yes. And we're recording our recording our podcast yeah that appears to be what is happening in the picture yeah but unfortunately today josh is not wearing his dwight glasses and i am not wearing my pink scrunchie you are wearing a pink beanie which is very cute yeah but so is my pink scrunchie it's got pearls on it oh too bad maybe next time anyway thank you melanie for the artwork we love it so much even though mel's kind of a punk (laughs) (laughs) you said it not me I can say it because she's my sister. Also, we would like to shout out two other podcasts that were very kind to us in the past week. The first one is a sort of Star Wars podcast, the podcast that's sort of about Star Wars and sort of about everything else. They were kind enough to tweet us 
they listened to our last episode and they tweeted us over on the Twitter. That's where you tweet, right? I guess. And what is Twitter? <laughs> you know what? You probably know better than I would. <laughs> Fair enough. I have tweeted it like th- maybe two or three times. We before. technically have a Twitter account, but we haven't done anything with it yet. So but we will. Hopefully, listeners, if you want to help us grow our Twitter, that'd be cool. Okay. And our Instagram is only slightly more evolved than our Twitter is. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you, Sword of Star Wars Podcast. We really appreciate you helping us grow our podcast and build a listening community. The other podcast we want to shout out is Hello from Elsewhere. Yeah, they are a podcast that shares stuff about pop culture and themes inside of it. Yep, that is what they do. Okay, and they're from <laughs> the town that like my whole family's from, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, Hello from Elsewhere, on their latest episode, they give, well, each episode they give media recommendations, and their last one, Casey, one of the hosts, actually shouted out our podcast as one of his recommendations. So thank you, Casey. We really appreciate that. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's about it for our housekeeping. All right. Well, let's get into the episode then. I'm really actually excited because today we are talking about... The Goonies. Hey, you guys! <laughs> that's from The Electric Company. That's from The Goonies. It's from. I mean, yes, it's in The Goonies, but it's from The Electric Company, which was in the 70s. Really? Yes. You're joking me. I'm really not. So Sloth is... Well, that that actually makes sense because I don't think Sloth is in like the Electric Company, but I know there was is that a, a TV show. Yeah, it was like a TV show for kids, like on PBS. Okay, that makes sense because in the show or in the movie, the Goonies, Sloth spends all of his time chained up in front of the TV. Yeah, so true. that makes sense that the things he quotes are TV shows. Yeah, of concurrent time. Yes, and for those of you who haven't seen the Goonies, it is about a group of kids. Who go looking for treasure. Here it is. This is what it is. It's about a group of pre-teens set in the 80s that find a mystery and they go out to try to solve it. And it's not Stranger Things. (laughs) (laughs) But some of the soundtrack elements are very similar to Stranger Things. Yeah, that is true. Like the... I don't know what I was expecting when you took me to see this movie for the first time, but I wasn't expecting a treasure hunt. You weren't expecting it to be so frickin' epic? <laughs> well, I don't know. I just I just wasn't expecting it to be about the a treasure hunt. I just expected it what to be more like... What were your expectations going into it? I don't know. I just felt like it would be more like the Sandlot or something, where it's just like a bunch of kids hanging out in their neighborhood instead of running up and down, like running underneath the Oregon coast. Yeah, this movie is kind of like like Napoleon Dynamite, Hot Rod kind of comedy, but it has a like a plot that like ties it through. So it's like kind this... of. It's not as like dumb humor though. Like there's. I mean, it's like dumb kid humor. Yeah, I guess that's true. And then Hot Rod and Napoleon Dynamite are more just dumb adult humor. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm looking up the. Yep. Can you hear that? Yep, I can. Wait, that, is that the Goonies sound? Yeah. That used to be my phone, like, notification sound. Oh, I know. But I just put that two and two together. Oh, yeah. Here, let's play it one more time. Maybe. Sweet. All right. Well. So, The Goonies, directed by Richard Donner. Oh, that was Steven Spielberg. It was, the story was written by Steven Spielberg. Oh. Okay. But then he brought on Richard Donner to direct it which apparently caused a little bit of drama on set when you had a producer who was also a director on set because he kind of wanted to do things his way, but the director wanted to do things his way. That would 10 out of 10 be me because I'm kind of a control freak. Yeah, from what I researched, (laughs) everyone on set had a ton of fun and were great friends except for Richard Donner kind of was a little bit annoyed by Steven Spielberg. That's fair. I understand where he's coming from. But anyway, I looked up Richard Donner to see if I had seen any of the other movies that he had directed. And apparently he directed Superman, which was like the first modern superhero movie. The one with Christopher Reeve. I don't think I've ever seen that. But I did play the soundtrack for it. Yes, you did. Because you're a band nerd. Better than being in the Dorchestra. I wasn't in the Dorchestra. (laughs) I know. But my dad was. So, lol. What a dork. What a dork. (laughs) Got a nerd for a wife and a dork for a father-in-law. Basically, yeah. Man. There's no hope for me. No hope for me. (laughs) 
No help for our children. Anyway, the screenplay for The Goonies was written by Chris Columbus. Are you familiar with Chris Columbus at all? He sailed the ocean blue in 1492. That's Christopher Columbus. Chris Columbus sounds familiar. I'm sure I know what he's You know what? Wait, was he the Chris Batman movies? No, that's Christopher Nolan. Okay, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) The Chris Batman Batman movies. Yeah. Anyway, Chris Columbus, I am familiar with him because he uh, did the first two Harry Potter's movies, I think. At least he did the first one for sure. But I think he also did uh, Chamber of Secrets. Oh, he did Home Alone and Mrs. Doubtfire. Okay, yeah. Yeah. He's done a lot. Yeah. Well, All all right, so what was the... like your first uh, impression with The Goonies. Well, you took me to go see it at the theater. The same theater where we had our first date. Hey, 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 And first of all, you wouldn't tell me what you were, we were doing. You were making it a surprise. But I kind of had this feeling like, I bet we're going to see a movie. Because you've been talking about how you wanted to see a movie for a while. You know, and- I just, I wanted to be cute. So, and you had moved with your parents. So we were no longer living in the same city. So I came up and you had worked all day. And I wanted to pick you up and take you on a date. And I wanted to surprise you. I didn't tell you what it was because I wanted it to be cute. And as soon as we got on the freeway, we took the exit and you knew exactly what we were doing. Oh, yeah. Because you don't know anything else that's off that exit. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fair. Yeah. And then, like, I legit thought we were going to see Mulan because that was, like, the first time that, like, Mulan was supposed to come out in theaters. But then, like, they, like, pushed it back last minute. But I didn't hear about that. And so I thought we were going to see Mulan, and then that's not what we saw. But What it, did we see? Oh, think? the Goonies. Right, right. I, okay, yeah, that makes sense, because we're doing the episode on the Goonies. Glad you finally got there, babe. Okay, yeah, you see, you lost me there for a second, but then but then you got me. Did again. I, though? I think my headphones keep shocking me. <laughs> wow, that's so funny. Thank you. Yeah, it's hilarious. I have something in my sock that keeps poking me. (laughs) Oh my goodness, Josh, pull yourself together. I don't know what it is. Oh, is it a burr? Oh, it's like a freaking splinter thing. You see it? Here, let me throw it at you. Okay. uh, Anyway, back to reality. Oops, there goes gravity. Okay. Yeah, and then anyways, we get in and we are going to see the Goonies. And I'm not going to lie, I wasn't super enthusiastic about it. But I was like, you know what, we're on a date and this is good. And so then we went into the theaters and started watching it. And there were a lot of things that I was like, oh, this is um interesting. But th- it's a really good movie and I liked it. So what what kind of things did you think were, quote, interesting? Um, Stereotypical Asian kid. Very data. Yeah, very stereotypical. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there. This movie, you know, Sloth. probably not not known for accurate or progressive representation in any way. I mean, Whether it was that, the '80s. Yeah, it was a different time. Still not great, but you mm-hmm. got to look at it with that filter that the '80s was like not as progressive as we are now. Well, anyway, what were some of the things in the movie that stood out to you or that you enjoyed just at the the first go through i don't know the humor with the kids is pretty good i just enjoyed their snarky quips yeah can you remember any no (laughs) well well i mean there's the part where like um what's his name mikey sean astin yeah yeah like mikey goes in and then the girl like kisses him Thinking it was his older brother. Thinking it was his older brother, but, like, she had no idea, and then the friend did, and was just, like, dying laughing. Mm -hmm. I think The Goonies is one of the most quotable movies ever. She was, that girl was pretty annoying as a character overall, though. Both of them were. Oh, speaking of. Yeah, Mikey was a little annoying, but not as much as her. Speaking of Stranger Things, don't, don't you think that Steph the one of the girls was a total like barb from stranger things oh character. yeah i definitely had that thought like watching it i was like oh yeah like i wonder if they it feels like they got some inspiration from the goonies for stranger things because you've got barb and you've got like the soundtrack similarities and stuff yeah it definitely feels like that mm-hmm. i also not gonna lie i felt like sloth was just kind of an unnecessary character what are you kidding no Oh, why do you think that? I don't know. It just, like, was eh for me. Not something that I found, like, really funny, but... I don't think Sloth was supposed to be funny. 
Maybe it was. And just like a heartwarming character. I don't know. It just felt unnecessary. But that's just my opinion. <sighs> I love Slot so much. Well, I mean, there's people like you, and that's why they put him in there. I'm glad it landed with someone. But then, this is the worst thing I ever did. I mixed up a bunch of fake <laughs> puke, and I took it to the movie theaters, and I went up on the balcony, and I dumped it over the edge, and I made it sound like this. <laughs> that scene oh, man, with, this is horrible. That scene with Chubb in the blender. Chunk. Chunk. And the blender. That's like an 11 out of 10. Yeah. They... He starts to confess to the the treasure map that the kids had found, and the Fratellis, this crime family, try to interrogate him to tell him everything that he knows. And so they say, "Okay, kid, tell us everything." And he goes, "Everything." And they're like, "Yeah." And so then he's like, "Okay, well, in third grade, I cheated on my history exam, and in fourth grade, I pushed my sister down the stairs, and I blamed it on the dog." <laughs> And oh he just like, goes through every bad thing that's ever happened in his life. <laughs> For those of you who have never seen the movie, part of the plot is that while these kids are trying to find this treasure map, there's also this crime family called the Fratellis that's trying to find it too. And they're close on their heels the whole time. You so. know, honestly, the Fratellis were so terrifying to me growing up. Maybe it's just because I had this really, really deep fear of being kidnapped and... There's this one scene where Chunk, he escapes from the basement of the Fratellis at night and he goes to the highway and he's trying to get help because the rest of the Goonies are underneath where the Fratellis are hiding out in like these tunnels and Chunk escapes trying to go get them help and he flags down this car on the highway and it stops and he goes up to the driver window and he starts saying like, oh, we found the Fratellis, they escaped from prison and all of these things and then there's this really scary like shot where the the camera's looking from behind the car so you can see Chunk standing in front of the driver window and then the light in the car turns on and you can see the Fratelli guy's face in the rearview rear mirror. mirror. Yeah. And, oh, that was always so terrifying to me because then they, his other brother jumps out and he pulls him into the car and they've got like a dead body in the back and they basically kidnap him back. Oh, man, that's so terrifying. Every scene with the Fratellis in it was just scary to me. I loved, I, I always loved the rest of the movie. But they freaked me out. Yeah, I get that. I mean, I always had an irrational fear of my appendix bursting growing up, so. Yeah, that appendix <laughs> bursting and kidnapping go hand in hand. Yeah, it's That's true. what they say. They, they, they teach that in film school. If you're going to make a compelling story, always make sure that there's a, an appendix that comes near bursting and kidnappers. Is there even a movie that has that in that? Yeah, it's called The Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. Really? I don't know. I've never seen any of the Fast and Furious movies. Oh, Riot, who does the Sword of Star Wars podcast, does another podcast called Granny Shifted, where he, he goes through the Fast and Furious movies one minute at a time. So he'll probably let us know if there's any kidnapping and appendix bursting in any of the Fast and Furious movies. Okay, there we go. We're calling you out, Riot. Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Josh, how were you first introduced to the Goonies? You know, I think we had a totally legal VHS copy of <laughs> uh, of the Goonies that was really, you know, staticky. Yeah, because it was totally legal. Yeah, it was mm -hmm. totally like... But I think we did get a uh, different copy eventually. But I, I don't ever remember the first time watching it because I grew up watching it all the time. But one of like my biggest memories that I have with the Goonies was actually when I was 11 or 12 and our church youth group was making a boy scout troop because there had been this age gap in the youth where like me and all of the kids my age were coming up and we we, we were the first youth in that age group for several years all the youth that were older than us were a lot older than us and there was you know there was this age gap so when we were coming in we had to like remake our scout troop so i remember there were you know at least two troop meetings that we had at the church where we were trying to come up with our troop name and we were looking through these pages of possible patrol-like patches that we could sew on. And we came up with a lot of dumb names. And for a while, the near winner for our idea was to be the Mad Cows. <laughs> which, as a 12-year-old, I had never even heard of Mad Cow Disease. I had. Well, because you're smart, so... Well, so are you. Oh, no. Anyway, but then this one kid, his name was Griffin. He all of a sudden just stands out and he's like, listen, guys, here's what we're going to do. 
we're going to get a patch with a skull and crossbones, and then we can be, drumroll please, brrr, the Goonies. And we all lost our minds. We're like, how did we not think of anything good? And that was a brilliant idea. And then we decked out our scout trailer with like tally mark decals for our troop number. And we had like a decal of Slot's faith on the, face on the side. And on the inside, we had spray painted like Goonies never say die. And we, just, and we got this huge skull and crossbones like pirate flag on like a big PVC that we would like take to our camps. And we, we were all in and it was so awesome. And so this memory that I have predominantly is our first week-long camp. We went to uh, this place in Wyoming called Camp New Fork. And they, during the week, hosted this like beach games relay Ironman triathlon thing where all of the troops would compete against each other in this relay event. And it, if I believe correctly, it's, it was like running and canoeing and swimming. And we went all out on our troop pride. And we were so, we were cheering so loud. And anyway, I remember during this event, one of our uh, boys was competing. I think it was in the swimming or the canoeing. And we were all standing on the dock and we were waving the flag and we were shouting and cheering. And like no other troops were like shouting or cheering or anything. We were so excited and we were so happy. And we were kind of maybe a little bit like pushing it in the other troops' faces because of how uh, happy we were. Keep in mind, we were 12. We were like 11 and 12 at the time. And this guy had to have been like 16 or 17 comes over and he grabs the flag out of our hands and he starts rubbing his back and like his rear end with it as if it's like a towel. Wait, what? Yeah. Okay. And we were just like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, how old are you? And so we were just like, oh, no, no one disrespects our flag like that. So then when he left and then we were like, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a bunch of buckets and we're going to fill them with water and like muddy sand. And we're going to go up behind his back and we're going to chuck the like buckets of water on him and then dump these like buckets of like sand on him. Oh, no. Anyway, uh, didn't go well. We did it. He turned around. He was very angry. He like, I think he put one of us in a chokehold or something. And then like our leaders came in and broke us up. Anyway, our scout leader at the time was like like on the SWAT team. And we thought that we were going to be in a lot of trouble. But then he was just like, nice. That was awesome. <laughs> punk yeah well i think one of my favorite memories about the goonies was when we went on our honeymoon and we drove all the way down the oregon coast and stopped in astoria right where this movie takes place yeah such a beautiful city it is it's gorgeous and you take this huge long bridge across the columbia river yeah the river and you can just drive in and it looks exactly like it does in the movies all these like old houses peeking out on the hills yeah you come across and there's this huge like slope and all of these like colorful like multi-storied houses like close together coming down the hill Mm -hmm. and had like this like total like fisherman's village aesthetic to it it was really cool and we got the best dang cajun food of our lives in that town yeah (laughs) Which is, I, you, I don't know. I, I would never think that uh, Pacific Northwest would be known for its Cajun food, but. Yeah, it was just this little food truck run by some guy. That he had awesome dreadlocks. He did. They were pretty dope dreadlocks. Mad respect. Yeah. You should get dreadlocks, babe. <laughs> Do you know how much work it takes to take out the dreadlocks? Because I've definitely thought about getting dreadlocks, but I'm not that dedicated. All right. I mean, it take it would take us like three days to comb them out. Yeah, and I'm not joking. I was expecting the city to have leaned in a little bit more on the Goonies because I think the Goonies is a really popular show. I mean, it made a ton of money. I think it had like a like a twenty million dollar budget and it ended up making like two hundred million or something like that. Don't fact check us, but <laughs> you know those are just estimates. But anyway, we what was kind of disappointing even though the city was beautiful the river was beautiful we got a ton of good pictures like out on the docks is that there was no gift shops or anything like open like we like walked down their main street and every single like business was empty available for lease yeah except for this one weird shop we like went in and i think it was like kind of voodoo stuff I don't know. We got some really weird vibes and we walked out like way fast. Yeah. <laughs> and then we just like, we walked all the way like 
down the road and stuff and it was just empty yeah but then after that we drove we kept driving because we were going to the wreck of peter iredale right do you remember that yeah i was just gonna say that we were driving from uh where we were camping by seattle to newport oregon yeah and so like on the way we stopped there at the the shipwreck on the beach um but then we also stopped at cannon beach which is a place that's heavily featured in this movie as well. And it's wildly popular. I think it's like the most popular. Oh no. I'm don't call me on that. Never mind. <laughs> but it's like a very very popular spot in Oregon. And it's beautiful too. It's just this if you don't know what it is, listener, it's this huge rock that's just out in the ocean just a couple hundred feet away from the the beach and it's like a bird refuge. But anyway, it's really pretty. It we is. Can... It's also, the water is also very cold. Yeah, I tried to throw you in it because you said, I'll let you throw me in the water. And no, I said I'd let you throw me in the water back at the wreck of Peter Iredale when I put my swimsuit on, which was 10 degrees warmer outside than it was at Cannon Beach. You're giving me the scary eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry about that. I'm still a little pissed off. No, you're not. Yes, I am. That's why I'm giving you the scary eyes. Okay, I'm definitely taking this out of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually a 20, 25 miles from Astoria to Cannon Beach. And in the movie, they ride their bikes. They all get on their bikes because they, what they do is they, the older brother's name is Brant, played by Josh Brolin, by the way. Uh, it's just a young baby Thanos. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> baby Thanos riding a pink bicycle. <laughs> With training wheels. <laughs> anyway, they they all want to go try to find the treasure, and he, the older brother, doesn't want to let them. So they take his like resistance bands that he's using to work out, and they tie him up with them in the chair. And then they all run out and they get on their bikes. But before they leave, they deflate his tires so he can't Smash follow them. them. Yeah, and then they they ride their bikes, and then he finally comes out and his finds that his tires are deflated so he steals the bike from a little tiny girl and it's like his when he gets on the bike his like knees are up to his chest and he's on the training wheels pretty sure that little girl is data's sister really yeah it's an asian girl and data lives next door oh i didn't notice that yeah don't fact check us <laughs> <laughs> but then they they all ride their bikes and he catches up to him pretty much well he's on the way and he runs into what's the the girl's name Steph Andy. and Andy and Andy's boyfriend at the time, and they pull a joke on them where he, they basically like grab onto him and pull him in the car and throw him off the cliff. But anyway, that that bike ride is twenty five miles, which is really impressive for one kids that age to just bike that just to go in search of the token piece, but also really impressive for Brant to do on a little girl's bike with training wheels. Yep, very impressive. Oh man, I just found this list of like places that you can go to visit today oh maybe it wasn't cannon beach it might have been indian beach trail through e colas oh no okay so cannon beach is not heavily featured in the movie it's just that scene with the fratelli's car chase on the beach but then everything else is in e cola state park which is up above cannon beach because they they're not down on the beach but they are like up uh by the road in the forested area above it and they're looking through because he's got the little token thing with the hole in it and he like holds it up and he's looking at that big rock on cannon beach right maybe cannon beach isn't the only place that has rocks in the water in oregon uh, that's true oh it is in cannon beach yeah you're right you're right i'm wrong i'm right you're wrong i'm right you're wrong you're wrong i'm but right it's like, yeah Mm-mm. it's like a ways down so I'm not sure if that's necessarily Haystack Rock that you're seeing. There's like some other formations and stuff. I'm not sure if you remember um, or if you were too busy dunking me in the water. But when you look to the right down the coast, you could see some more like rocks up there. Because it's just Here, a little bit north of Cannon Beach. Here's a picture. Do you think this is Haystack Rock? I don't know. Oh, she doesn't know. I really don't know. Because Haystack Rock honestly kind of looks like a lot of other rocks. But I wouldn't be surprised like at the end when he's like, holding like the the map out to like see where the rocks are if they use haystack rock because it's kind of iconic yeah so you know i do know do you though yeah i do or some of your other favorite parts of the movie favorite parts yeah oh mm-hmm. oh 
the beginning when they drop the statue and break off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say it. Uh, <laughs> the listener family discretion. Tools. <laughs> no, that's my mom's favorite part. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's like man. some Greek statue that Chunk drops and that's... and then they glue it on upside down. <laughs> that's a, a a recurring joke throughout the entire movie is Chunk being a klutz and breaking things, and the the rest of the the crew is totally aware of it and so they'll when they need something to get broken or to be smashed through they'll just be like chunk and i've got pictures of your mom <laughs> and super sexy <laughs> <laughs> gross but anyway he'll get super mad and then he'll just come and he'll unintentionally bust through something or crash smash something and the other part that i really liked is when mouth is like taking rosalita or, well when uh mikey and Bran's mom is like taking Rosalita around the the lady that the Spanish lady that she hired that can't speak Spanish and she has can't speak English. Yes, that. And, and Mouth is fluent in Spanish, supposedly. Supposedly, so Mouth mm-hmm. takes her around to translate, but instead of saying things like you know the pants are in this drawer and the shirts are in this drawer and just like pack them all together, he says that like cocaine and heroin are in both drawers just throw them together you know so by the end rosalita is pretty freaked out but i'm shocked that she stayed to the end because if it were me after the end of that tour i would be like i'm getting out of here i don't care how badly i need money (laughs) you know what speaking of money rosalita is the whole reason why mikey and brand's family were able to have the money to keep their house anyway because she they were about to sign the deed over to the real estate dude big piece of work yeah. yeah, and she's in the background, and she finds the bag with the, the rubies and jewels and stuff in it, and she goes crazy. She's like, ah! and like trying to get them to no sign. Uh, no pen, no sign. No scribe. Escribe. No scribe right? or something. And they take the pen out, and he and then he rips up the contract, and he's like, there will be no signing today or ever again. And then he throws it up in the air, and somehow there's way too much paper <laughs> rippings in the air it's like a big confetti that there was in his hand anyway yes i'll admit special effects would have been different if they had been done today but i think you know that's a given that goes for all 80s movies yeah i feel like this movie is so charming that the quality or lack of quality of effects never takes you out of it like it's never a distraction and yet with star wars it is no okay i don't think so Okay. Some people do, I think. I don't. I really like the original trilogy. You hear that, folks? She really likes the original trilogy. What can I say? That's the Star Wars movie that I was raised on, so... What do you think about the legend of One-Eyed Willy? Well, first of all, I'm shocked that there's all these people trying to find it, and it's a group of kids that finds it. Like, not even, like, that professional treasure hunter guy. Chester Copperpot. Yeah, that guy that ends up dying... In the middle of the tunnel. Here's what I'm shocked about. What? That they're going through, like, it's a tunnel that starts underneath the fireplace of a broken down lighthouse slash restaurant. Yeah. And they go underneath, and it there are some parts that look like, oh, this tunnel was dug by pirates. But a lot of parts, they're like, no, there's one part where they go underneath a well that had been dug, like a wishing well. And so there's all of these coins and stuff that people had. So, like, obviously that was, like, dug years and years and years later. And did the people that dig down not realize that they had dug into an, a pre-existing tunnel? Or or the time that they find all the pipes. Yeah, like, so obviously... Like, all the plumbing people, like, did they not realize? Yeah. <laughs> and also, who thought it was a good idea to mess with those? <laughs> they They come into this area where you can see all of these uh, pipes coming underneath the foundations of these buildings. And they're like, oh... Obviously, we're underneath these buildings. Maybe if we bang on these pipes loud enough, the people will hear us and come down and look for us. And it's like, one, you're if people hear you, how are they going to know how to come find you? And two, they probably think it's just like a plumbing issue, not even like people down there banging. Yeah, but anyway, they start like shaking them and banging them. And basically, they cause a lot of issues. All of the faucets and knobs in the showers and the in the rec center above them like it sucked into the wall no, it and, wasn't like, water the rec starts... center it was the country club so it's it... okay because what isn't that what a rec or a country club is a rec center it's more exclusive oh 
a lot more exclusive. You have to have a lot more money to be in a country club. Oh, that's why uh, Andy's boyfriend was in it uh, in the stall. And, like, it shot him up like a rocket out of the toilet. And he, like, landed on his, like, stomach. And then he was screaming for his daddy. Yes. Because Cause his he was dad's a rich... the one that owns the... His dad's the one that's trying to foreclose, like, owns the country club and is trying to foreclose the family so that... Oh, um, right, right, right. Because his dad comes to Mike's dad and was like, you're looking at the richest people in Astoria. Astoria is right. Oh, jeez. I have to bleep that one out. I always thought that pronunciation is interesting. I wonder if they meant it to be that way or if that guy just, like, speaks weird. It was just, it was only that guy in the whole movie that said it, Astoria. Yeah, I'm wondering if the director was like, hey... Make an emphasis on the first part, because you know what your character is. Hmm. Burn. <laughs> you tell him, Sid. Man, we might have to change the the listener rating on this episode. It's getting uh-huh. kind of spicy. Kind of spicy? Yeah. Unless I bleep it out. That, that reminds me about the, like, unnecessary censorship stuff. <laughs> 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 That's what you should do to our podcast, is just, like, all the little No, because then that would definitely give your grandma the wrong impression. Yeah. Sorry, Sh- grandma. Hmm. Sorry, grandmas. You know, I'll tell you one thing. Going out in public, I never, hardly ever get compliments on my fashion, my apparel, my clothes. But there's one shirt that without fail, if I wear it out in public, I will get showered with compliments. And it is my Goonies (laughs) t-shirt. You only really wear that one to work nowadays, though. Yeah, it's just one of those... It's a black shirt that, like, I'm not too afraid to get dirty, but I don't know. What what do you think it is? That people just love think, Goonies t-shirts more than they love attractive clothes. I think it's just that the Goonies has so much nostalgia for a lot of people, and it's such a beloved movie that when they see someone wearing it, they're like, oh, I love your shirt. That's so awesome. It's like when I see a person wearing a mount rat, mount, mouse rat shirt out in public, I'm like, oh, I love your shirt. That's so awesome. Wait, that's from Parks and Rec, isn't yeah. it? Oh, <laughs> Whew, you almost slipped that reference past me. But no, I'm too fast. <laughs> Remember when we were going to watch that together and then you watched it without me? Okay. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Remember when we were going to watch the community together? Yeah. How many episodes did we make it together before you... Just jumped ahead? Yeah. Almost the full first season, I think. No, probably like six episodes. Okay, fair enough. You know what? It was, you did Parks and Rec first, so. But you had already seen Parks and Rec, so I didn't think it was a big deal. Josh. Sid. It is a big deal. What do you think this podcast is all about? It's about the nostalgia of doing something with someone for the first time, how it's like experiencing it the first time for yourself. You took that away from me. You're right. So then you could never say to me, thanks for participating. Yeah. So now I can say to you, thanks for being a great husband. Okay, one, I wasn't your husband at the time. Two, we weren't planning on doing this podcast yet. Three, it's on you for introducing me to a show that was so good that I couldn't stop watching. Oh, so it's my fault. Yes, everything's your fault. Just kidding, I feel bad saying that. (laughs) You better. (laughs) You'll be sleeping on the couch tonight. Ah. So, Josh, who would you say your favorite character is in the movie? Chunk. Chunk. Hands down. Chunk. Yep. Yeah, he's, he's pretty funny. I'd say he's probably mine, too. Yeah. He said, yeah. do the truffle shuffle. Wait, what are the noises he makes? <laughs> <laughs> Except I'm not going to lift up my shirt when I do that, so... <laughs> no. What, what was your favorite of Data's inventions? My favorite of Data's inventions? Yeah. Ooh, probably the... Pinchers of power? The pinchers of power, because that's the only one we ever saw successfully used. Used it once when he, like, fell down the hole. He, like, shot it up and, like, brought himself back up and, like, saved himself. And then the other time, he used it to grab another guy's junk so that he would get off of him. I think he was trying to grab the gun, though, because then that didn't work. So then he shot the... The thing. The suction cup dart. Hey, but at least when he grabbed the Fratelli's junk with the pinchers of power... The guy's a little too distracted to go after him and his friends. So I'd say that was a success. Yeah. There were a lot of things that were a success. Like uh, the bully blinders. Those were really bright flashlights and they would have needed them. The only problem is batteries don't last too long. Yeah, so that wasn't a success. 
It would have been a success if he was facing the other way. Why? Because then he would have shined the light into the tunnel where they were looking, and it would have done the job. But instead, he was too busy, turned around at everybody else, shining the light and blinding them so they couldn't see anything. Well, it lasted like 10 seconds. I wouldn't say that's necessarily a success story there. Yeah, but then right after that, Sean Astin's character is like looking. He's like, oh, there's a light up there. So all of a sudden, they could see where they were going anyway. Yeah. Man, he's so cute in this movie. He is. And I love how he keeps like mispronouncing words. And then they correct him. He's like, that's what I said. When he's just like, oh, I was just trying to dictate myself. And it's what it's like, it's delude yourself. I thought that was what Mikey said. That's what I'm saying. Oh, are you talking about Mikey or Data? Well, Data, like, same kind of thing, but he said booty traps. And then they're like, booty traps? He's like, that's what I said, booty traps. (laughs) They both do that. Yeah, but his was only booty traps. Gotcha. And then, but Mikey was, he was trying to use, like, big words. Ah, okay. So when he was like, I was just trying to dictate myself. And he was like, you mean delude yourself? He's like, that's what I said. Okay, okay. I got you. I see where you're at. What else do you want to talk about? Your butt. Would you recommend this movie? Yes, I would. It's cute. It's a cute movie. I can see why there's so much nostalgia for this movie. I mean, it's got action. It's got adventure. It's got baby Sean Astin. It's got baby Thanos. And humor. Yeah. And a Kind of stupid humor. It does a have a theoretical middle finger to stuck up rich people. Sure. Metaphorical, metaphorical middle finger. That's what if I was okay. For. Disclosure: If you listener are stuck up rich person, we apologize. We we mean Do no we harm. Do we though? <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know what? Who knows? Who's to say? That's true. It has a lot of children using adult language. That's true. There are a lot of little kids swearing. You know, which isn't entirely appropriate. But my mom let me watch it when I was little, so. My mom, that's probably the reason why I didn't watch it when I was little. Because my mom is very sensitive to that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, by the way, listener, we forgot to mention what we were drinking this whole time. Oh, yes. Josh, what are you drinking? Pepsi, baby. Cool. Yeah, that's it. Are you you? a Pepsi or a Coke person? Uh, Depends on the day. Last night, I was just, for some reason, thinking like, man, I'm really craving uh, Pepsi, like, tomorrow at work. And so, like, this morning at 1 o'clock in the morning, I went to Maverick and I bought a Pepsi. And I drank about half of it throughout my shift. Uh, And then when I came home, I've been, like, drinking the rest of it. Cool. What about you? What are you drinking? I am drinking chocolate milk. Mmm. I just went to the store. Nature's water. No. (laughs) Nature's water is water. Oh. (laughs) I did go to the store to pick it up. And I saw a guy getting arrested out in front. So that was fun. That was an adventure. You also bought five bags of Milano's cookies. It was a dollar off each bag if you bought five of them. So clearly the responsible thing to do is to buy the five bags of cookies. And I've already eaten one bag, so. And you haven't shared any of them with me yet. Okay, you know what? Actually, dipping Milano cookies in chocolate milk? Mmm. Chef's kiss. (laughs) To be fair, I did come home. And set all the bags, all the grocery bags next to you of Milano cookies. And you just like... But then we stood up and we came into our study room to record the podcast. Yeah, and you could have brought one a bag with you like I did. But did you? No, because exactly. I have a one-track mind and I can't think ahead. Yeah, that's kind of true. You know what? You don't have to agree with me on everything that I say. <laughs> but if I didn't, I'd be lying. Oh, man, but now you're just being sensible. I don't like that. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're such a dork. Okay, what other, th- what are your final thoughts on the Goonies? Would you say it's in your top ten favorite movies? Definitely not. Would you Sorry. say it's in your bottom ten least favorite no, movies? No, I wouldn't. Would you say it's in your middle ten favorite movies? Maybe. Because you've only seen thirty movies. That's not true. <laughs> I've seen a lot of. Well, I've seen a decent amount of movies. I'd say my top ten is filled with really stupid humor. Like Napoleon Dynamite and Hot Rod. And or Monty like Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yes. Or like really serious stuff like Spotlight. Or uh, Batman Begins. Eh. I'm not like a huge like action adventure thing. Like the reason why I like Spotlight so much is because it's like a focus. Like you know how interested I am in true crime and stuff. This is a focus on like sexual assault and like the news the news team that broke the story so what blows my mind is you're so into true crime but yet 
you don't like or you're not super into Batman, and he's the best true crime detective there is. Oh my word. I hate to break it to you, Josh, but Batman's not real. You know what? You can take your sass somewhere else, because I ain't gonna participate in that, because, you know, this thanks for participating. You know what you signed up for when you married me. <laughs> the only thing you didn't realize was how weird I was going to be. How does the thing go? What thing? Uh, the kiss from a rose. Did you know? The when it snows, my eyes become large and the light from your eyes can be seen. Baby! <laughs> that is not a good song, in my opinion. But you know what makes it a good song? The music video? It was in Batman Forever. Once again, have not seen Batman Forever. Did I mention Batman Forever in the last episode? Did you? I might have mentioned the Tim Burton Batman movies, which was pre-Batman Forever. I don't know. I don't know. You're really obsessed with Batman. It was either Batman and Robin or Batman Forever. I think it was Batman Forever was the one with Val Kilmer. And Batman and Robin was the one with George Clooney. But anyway, Kiss from a Rose was in the Val Kilmer Batman. And I know that because if you look up the Kiss from a Rose music video, there's this one scene where Val Kilmer as Batman whips around from facing away from the camera and he's looking towards the camera and he's got this like stunned look on his face and then it just like the camera does a freeze frame on his face just in this like dumb shocked expression and then it fades back to seal singing kiss from a rose if you are one of those people that really enjoys watching terrible things to make fun of them this is for you watch that music video you will not regret it yeah there's a lot of i don't i don't really know how Kiss from a Rose by Seal like correlates to Batman in any way. I love Unless... when it's like the da 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 da, and there's just like the Batmobile driving away with Batman, this explosion. Like, <laughs> it like grapples the top of the building and like goes up and like drives up the side of the building while there's an explosion going off, and like meanwhile Seal's going by yeah 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 yeah. I I thought that the lyrics were "Kiss from a Rose on the Grave." And so I was thinking, oh, like, obviously Bruce Wayne, his parents are dead. That's the whole reason why he becomes Batman. So he, like, kisses a rose and puts it on the grave. But it's, it's kiss from a rose on the grave. So that obviously doesn't make sense because Batman wears a black suit, not a gray suit. Well, it also just doesn't make sense in general. So there's that. You know what also doesn't make sense in general? What? Not the Goonies. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like the Goonies would be a Batman, would be Batman fans. Oh, for sure. Like, I feel like... That's something that they're into. Yeah. Like the old, like Adam West, Batman. Y yeah. I also think that they would be really big fans of Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom. Yeah. I could see that too. Well, you haven't seen Indiana Jones. No, but I know what Indiana Jones is about. And I saw the last like 10 minutes of that one movie. Oh, I was just making a joke because Data is an actor in that movie. Oh, seriously? Yeah. He's oh. like Indiana Jones. His name's like Short Round or Short Stop or something. And... He's like, there's this scene where they're like busting out of this restaurant and he's like driving this really fancy car to like pick him up and he's got like blocks on the bottom of his shoes. And anyway, throughout the movie, he's always like, Dr. Jones. Ah, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. It's just like that, that joke where in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Peter Parker makes a lot of Star Wars references, but it's like, if he's seen Star Wars and is a Star Wars fan, would he not recognize Nick Fury, played by Samuel L. Jackson, because Samuel L. Jackson was Mace Windu in yeah. Star Wars. <laughs> anyway, why don't we... Should we wrap up the episode? Do you have any final thoughts on the Goonies? I would just like to say, for all you children out there dreaming that there is... Okay, wait, the sentence got erased from me. Let me try again. <laughs> <laughs> don't give up hope, kids. You'll find your... One-eyed willy treasure at the end of the rainbow. That sentence got away from me, too. Okay. You want me to take it from here? <laughs> it was just like, don't let the world get you down. Just don't stop believing. Hold on to that feeling. You know? I can't tell if it's an A-sharp or if it's a B-flat. If you hit the wrong note, we'll all be flat. Plot twist. A-sharp and B-flat are the same thing. From your local music nerd. They are... Except B-flat is better, so... What's the word? I can't remember. Oh, I know which word you're talking about. 
does it just mean that they're harmonically the same or something? I should know this considering the fact that I'm a music major. And harmonic. Boom. And harmonic. There you go. I'm, you know, I'm also musical, but I'm not, I wasn't a music major. So (sighs) I think, I think I just graduated. Like, I think I just won the game. All right. And it's time for me to be done now. (laughs) Time to drop out of college. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. That means that the, that like, if you play the note on the piano and A flat, or an A sharp and a B flat are the same note. You would hit the same key, but they're two different names for like playing that in different keys. Different, sig- that, that pitch in different keys. Different key signatures, yeah. Right. And if you're playing an A flat, then your key signature sucks. <laughs> you mean A sharp? Yeah, that. If you're playing in A sharp, then your key signature sucks. If you're playing in A flat, then you're playing in the key of A flat or like below A flat, D flat, whatever. Yep. Okay. Anyway, why don't you pull up the wrap-up notes and we'll send off our listeners. All right. Thanks for Participating is produced by Josh and Sydney Rich, which happens to be us. Oh, you know what? Thanks for letting me know. Also, thanks for being here, by the way. It's always great to have you. (laughs) I live here. (laughs) You can follow the show on Instagram at TFP underscore pod, and you can follow us on Twitter at TFP underscore show. And... If you so choose, you can send us an email at participating.podcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to send us a shout out. You know what? You can also follow me at Josh is Rich, separated by underscores on Instagram, and you can follow Sydney at Dip Your Chicken. Yes. Inside <laughs> joke, don't ask. All right. From the, the sixth grade. <laughs> All right. Shout out to my spectards. <laughs> <laughs> I keep trying to talk and you keep talking. Sorry. Uh, the cover art is by Vaishan Brandon. Uh, you can follow him at graphite.vmb. And music is by Mitch Fry, who's a good friend of ours, and he did an awesome job with it. Yep. Find him at firefry underscore. That's fry, F-R-E-I. Yes. It's like firefly, but his last name is fry, so it's firefry. I think they get it. You know what? I think it's clever. Also, I think it's he's really a great clever. guy. It is, it is very clever. Shout out to him for that handle. I also think that... Never mind. You know what, Sid? I have one last thing to say to you. What? I grew up loving this movie, and I was really excited to show it to you. And so I just have to say, thanks for participating. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have to say that I just enjoy doing anything with you, but I did really Uh, enjoy this movie. So You know what? And listeners, thank you for participating. Thanks for listening. Yes, we love you guys so much. We're so grateful for the support and the listens that you guys have given us and appreciate your continued support. If you have any suggestions or anything, feel free to hit us up. We're always open to ideas from you guys, and we love you. All right, let's think of something to say to send us off, like a Goonies quote or something. Goonies quote? Goonies never say die? That's what I said, booby traps. (laughs) Bye! It suck. Rocky Road? <laughs>